Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it at Tail Varsity Radio as we're in Minneapolis, geared up for Nebraska, Minnesota. It's a Jock Doc Wednesday, Nebraska Orthopedic Center. Dr. Brandon Seifert with us. Dr. Brandon, how are we feeling? I'm good. How are you guys doing? You feeling good about uh, the big game on Thursday? We, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking ourselves all sorts of ways uh, in, into uh, what could and, and may happen. I'm interested here in one of the best there is, Shohei Otani. We've talked about him before. The two-way superstar is still getting it done at the dish despite a torn UCL. And we'll get your thoughts on Otani and a second opinion with this Tommy John. But, Dr. Brandon, how the heck is he still swinging the stick with this injury? Yeah, you know, it's pretty amazing when you think about this. So he probably, as we just kind of dive into this injury, so, you know, number one, it sounds like they're concerned that another kind of Tommy John-type injuries happened here. Just to review, we've talked about this before, you know, Tommy John, essentially what we're dealing with is a ligament on the inside of your elbow. So if you bring that elbow out straight, feel on that inside of your elbow, kind of where the uh, funny bone is, if you will, that's called the medial epicondyle. That'd be the top part of where that uh, ligament sits and then it extends down just a little bit into the forearm on that inside part of the arm. And essentially that ligament resists the motion. So if you to put your arm out straight, take it so your palm is up, and if you take the elbow in the direction that the thumb is pointing, that's what we call a valgus force. And so if you think about putting your arm up into a throwing motion, all that force that goes across in the valgus direction as they're bringing that ball forward, that ligament essentially is supporting all of that force. So that's what we're talking about with him. He's obviously had a previous uh, Tommy John surgery on that side, and now we're concerned that he's got another injury here. Maybe it's partial. We're not really sure, certain about what uh, the uh, actual extent of his injury is. And so from a hitting perspective, that was kind of getting back to the question there. The big issue there on the hitting perspective is it's not the same kind of directed force. You can change your swing a little bit, and you really don't have that kind of maximum kind of valgus force going across that elbow with hitting, typical like you do with throwing. It's Dr. Brandon Seifert with us here at Jock Doc Wednesday on Hale Varsity Radio. And whenever you look at that UCL, Dr. Brandon, what's interesting is the Angels GM said, that they're awaiting a second opinion before they'll determine if he needs Tommy John surgery yet again. But he did also say that the tear is in a different part of the UCL than whenever he tore it in 2018 in Japan. So, so take me a little bit through the UCL and the anatomy there. I didn't realize it was possible to be able to tear it in multiple places. Yeah, that's a great question. So we do see this, um, and typically it's more kind of in the chronic type injury or maybe more in kind of maybe a revision uh, scenario. Um, typically, if somebody's going to have their Tommy John fixed the first time, it's usually where the ligament comes down and hooks onto the more of the forearm part. There's a special area there called the sublime tubercle, which is where that initially attaches. And that's typically where most of the pathology happens, at least initially. Obviously, it can happen all throughout the tendon. Um the other areas where this can be more of an issue is after you've had one reconstructed, 
the way you uh, basically weave that tendon or ligament through the bone, which again is that funny bone or the medial epicondyle, you can get some tearing there. You can have it where if you're sewing that tendon kind of back on itself, you might have maybe some breakage of the suture, maybe some slippage of the ligament in that area. Um, and again, the stresses typically uh, can be a little bit different after a reconstruction, uh, especially depending on kind of where the tunnels were placed. Um, also based kind of on where is the scar tissue at, and really kind of the big thing is how well did it kind of heal or incorporate into the surrounding tissues. So you do tend to see a little bit different kind of wear and tear uh, on these in terms of the second time. The most challenging part I would say probably about these is we don't have a great kind of diagnostic modality for these. So typically we would use an MRI to give you kind of the best image. That's probably our best test that we have out there from an imaging perspective. But even that, and especially in the sense that if you've had a previous reconstruction, there's lots of scar tissue, and it's sometimes really hard to interpret the MRI as to is it tear, is it scar tissue, is it just inflammation? All those kind of things are somewhat challenging unless somebody has you know, a full-on complete rupture, then sure, you can see that, which those are actually quite rare. Dr. Brandon Seifert's with us, a Jock Doc Wednesday, Nebraska Orthopedic Center. Shohei Otani, our topic. So when we talk about Otani getting that second opinion, Dr. Brandon, and him still swinging the stick, I know Bryce Harper did it through the postseason uh, a couple of years back. How, how uh, imperative is PRP when it comes to part of the treatment choices? Uh, how are they keeping things doable despite this injury? You know, I think, Chris, that's a pretty nice modality, especially if you're talking about more partial tears. Um, that is something that, you know, we typically use in our practice here as well. So PRP, you know, if you kind of get to the major league level, they might start sprinkling in some stem cells, although the, the research and data behind that's kind of mixed. Uh, but I think PRP has a fairly reasonable track record here, especially some of the partial tears. Um, but even that's not, you know, a home run. There's even been some pretty extensive research about, fixing some of these partial tears uh, that still have reasonable stability, but athletes are still struggling in their A with velocity or even just with the discomfort of it. Um, and they'll do a thing called an internal brace, which is essentially where you'll take this really kind of thick braided suture and you'll weave that into the tendon, the native tendon that's there to help kind of bring about some more tightening and some more ligamentous support. Although it's not biologic, it's more from a, you know, a, a synthetically made uh, suture, if you will. Um, and so that's part of this as well. But I think PRP, if you take somebody like him who's already had a previous procedure here, if he's got any kind of evidence of more of a partial, not high grade, I'm thinking you're going to take him down a conservative route with this and be the most likely option. Rest him, you shut him down, you PRP him, they'll probably throw stem cells in there just at that level. And that would be very reasonable. Hey, Dr. Brennan, the Angels today cutting six players as they're 12 and a half games back in the AL West and 11 and a half games back in the wild card. So I do think him getting shut down is the most likely scenario, but where I think we'll wrap this up, Dr. Brandon is tell me about if this could have been prevented. Obviously a lot of people want to go there with the superstar of the game. He missed his start before this start with some arm fatigue, as well as some cramping in a finger. Do you think that could have led to the injury we saw? Or is this just one of the things that's going to happen in baseball and there's nothing the angels could have done about it? At that, it's a, that's a great question, Elijah. Um, at that level, with the number of eyes watching him, um, I think they probably did everything right, and I think they're okay from that perspective. Um, you know, is it maybe you're in another program elsewhere where you don't probably have that many eyes, you don't have that many, you know, <laughs> number one, your agent, two, you have all the money that's flowing through him. 
with the organization. You have your team positions, multiple team positions involved in that, second opinion positions there. He's got so many good Washington. So I think they probably did everything right from that perspective. Um, I think this lands more on the side of, you know, you had trauma here before, you reconstructed it. They're never the same as they were before, even though a lot of players do get back to a certain level. Um, I think this is probably just more wear and tear over time, and either A was had a you know unlucky event happen to him, where he had an awkward swing, perhaps, um, or it just was kind of over time. He's kind of stretched out that graft. And Dr. Brandon, we'll have to wait and see what Shohei's return looks like. Whether they're going to move him to more of a closing role, where there's less stress, or they keep him as a starter. But if he does, in fact, have to undergo Tommy John surgery, what's the timetable before you see him back on a mound again? Oh, with the, with the revision scenario like that, you're probably looking more. It could be 14 to 18 months. Wow. Um, typically, it's kind of a, along that kind of 12 to 14 month pathway. But with the revision scenario, you could go a little longer, maybe up to 18 months, which is a long journey. Do you think that's why they're going and looking for a second opinion, hoping that they're not going to need the surgery? Ultimately, with a with a with a player like him, and at that level, you know, second opinions are, are utilized a lot at that level. Um, and so that's honestly probably pretty standard protocol. I can tell you, you know, where I trained up with Dr. Andrews is the guy that does all the major league folks. We would get second opinions from all. It was amazing having second opinions would come through, just wondering about an opinion and what the treatment options would be. So he'll probably, I honestly, I think he'll probably grab another, you know, two or three opinions. Dr. Brandon, have yourself a good week. Thanks for your, your insight on this today. Thanks, fellas. You guys have a great rest of your week.